Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hi there, this is Dig a Bit number four for our month six study of the God of All Comfort. And as we are looking at the book of Job once more, I found some things actually in um, a book called Explore the Book by J. Sidlow Baxter that were very helpful to me as I'm dealing personally with some things that are pretty difficult through my days this week. And as I looked at these implications from this book and from the book of Job about the uh, devil, about Satan, he calls them arresting implications. So these are things that we can infer from the short conversations that we have recorded in the first of the book of Job between God and the devil. And these things that we can learn about the devil, internalize about the devil, are very helpful in dealing with him as he throws very, very hard things at our lives. And so I want us to look at these And I think these are undeniable truths about the devil, and I think we can derive great comfort from them. First of all, we see that the devil is under the authority of God. We see that he is accountable to God. Um, We read in Job that the sons of God came to present themselves before Jehovah. They they didn't come to participate in um, making uh, rules for the world in having authority over the creation of God, they came to to render account as servants of the crown concerning whatever their prospective jobs were. So we see, first of all, that Satan is not on an equal plane with God. He is accountable to God. He came to present himself before God. And second, Baxter says, we see that even this awful dark mind of Satan is an open book to God. God said, have you considered my servant Job? Well, did God need to know the mind of Satan? No, he already knew the mind of Satan. This was um, just a provocation to Satan. God knew what was already there in his mind. The questions are asked, not because God doesn't know something, because as we know, God is omniscient, but to get a confession on the part of Satan, it's kind of like the question, um, you know, that God presented to Eve after the tree, or the one that he presented to uh, Cain after the killing of Abel. He knew where Abel was, but he asked Cain anyway. God knows minds, and he knows the mind of Satan. Because he goes on and says, Have you set your heart against my servant Job because there is none like him? Satan's reply then immediately was that he had. God knew the mind of Satan before Satan spoke. Next, we see that Satan is behind every bad thing that curses the earth. So God said, Where did you come from? And Satan said, I, went, I came from going to and fro in the earth. It seems from this very statement that the devil has a special activity towards the earth. He is in charge of 
evil in the earth. He has made himself in charge of evil in the earth. We never get very far in our digging deep in any of our teaching, in any of our Bible study, in dealing, praying about the social evils that are all around us. We never get very far without realizing that the world's evil is being energized and organized by a person, namely Satan. Next, we see that um, Satan is neither omnipresent, that is, all places at one time, or omniscient. We see that from this conversation with God because he says, I've been going to and fro in the earth. Sometimes I think that we overrate the devil. We think that he is all places at all times and knows everything. That's not true. He is not on that equal plane with God. He goes to and fro in all the earth. And that doesn't mean that he doesn't have agents that are working in all places at all times. I think he does. I think that he works through men, but the devil himself is a person. He's not just um, you know, the evil spirit that gets into the hearts of men. He is a being and he cannot be in all places at all times and neither does he know all things at all times next we see that the devil has to ask permission of god in order to do things remember he said um, well hitherto god said to to the devil hitherto shall you come but no further and here will your proud waves be stayed. That's in 38 verse 11. It's because Satan can do nothing without the permission that God is able again and again to uh, give or to deny. God can overrule the doings of Satan and Satan had to ask permission. Next, and I believe this is our last one that we're going to notice here. With every permission that God gives the devil, and this is very comforting to Cindy Colley right now, with every permission that God gives the devil, he gives him a definite limitation. Remember, God said to the devil, only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So then Job survived that test. He survived the test before the devil put the uh, boils on him from the crown of his head to his feet. He survived that. And then God said to him, Behold, he is in your hand. But then he gave another limitation. But touch not his life. There's a lot of comfort in that for the people of God. We know that Satan doesn't have any power but what God allows him to have. We know that from lots of passages, but we remember that Pilate, that Christ told Pilate, you don't have any authority against me except it be given from God. Well, Pilate was an agent of Satan at that time. And God can set a limit to Satan's power as he did in the trying of Job, he will do that, especially to those who are less able to withstand his assaults. We remember 1 Corinthians 10, 13 telling us that there is no temptation taken us, but such as is common to man, and God is faithful, 
to, to give us a way of escape from those temptations. I just think that it, there's a great deal of comfort in learning these. I believe it was six truths about Satan. And it is amazing how the Word of God through inspiration can give us truths like that in a very short and simple conversation between God and Satan. I think it's important for us to remember also that it's very likely that Job lived in the patriarchal age. We have the book of Job right before the book of Psalms, which would sometimes make us think that, okay, Job must have lived during the time of the kings, David. Not true. Not true. This was in a time when uh, Job, the book of Job may have been written before the book of Genesis. But at any rate, he lived during the patriarchal age when God dealt directly with the fathers of households. And God is dealing directly with Job throughout this book and teaching him some very important lessons about the evil one. I hope you have a great week.